What's up everybody, talking shit with Miho. Today we're gonna have an exciting guest, uh, artist, performer, Jose Hortata. Hortata. Uh, if I butcher his last name, I excuse me, I will try to make sure that he will give us uh, his proper last name. Anyway, just want to promote myself really quickly. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you to my sponsors, Ferrari, Maserati, Mitsubishi, and my grandma with deep pockets. Thank you, grandma. Thank you for buying me that Ferrari and Maserati. Appreciate it. Anyway, uh, promotion time. Uh, please check out my website, michaelward.net. You spell that M-I-C-H. A L that's Mihao and world like a planet world you know how to spell that that's net please check me out maybe you need a photographer I can do photography shit uh, whatever you need from tinder portfolio to cats pictures to car pictures uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu pictures whatever you need whatever you want nothing I cannot handle I just don't do weddings is too much uh, for one person um, yeah, check out my blog, check out my podcast, uh, obviously you are checking it out if you're listening it, but still, maybe share, like it, comment, please, I need feedback, I want feedback, anyway, it should be fun podcast. Hey, what's up, talking shit with Michal, I have a great guest today, Jose Hurtado, please, Jose, can you introduce yourself and actually say your name what's the up? proper way? So my people, my name is Jose Hurtado, Venezuelan from Miami, Florida. Just moved to New York City about six months ago. Beautiful. Jose, I'm very happy to have you. We met during training at ITC Astoria. Uh, can you tell me anything about ITC? How did you get to New York and how do you like it so far? Okay, so there's a lot of questions. So I'm going to start with my training experiences I spent maybe 10 years in Miami on and off uh, made it to the rank of purple belt under Mike Cardozo and uh, my friend Sebastian good friend of ours moved here on a whim just one day he's like I'm gonna change my life move to New York City which is the city to change your life at so he's been here about three years just trying to get me and my friends to pull that bandwagon and uh, it worked, been here for six months now. Entered his gym and immediately loved it. The environment is awesome, the coaching is very meticulous, very precise, and uh, the people have an incredible vibe, so. Beautiful, uh, you know, uh, from my perspective, I can tell you I'm very happy that you joined our gym and uh, I have you in my life. That might sound gay as fuck, but no, respect respect 100% and uh, you know like I was telling you before we had a conversation before is I appreciate unique people and you are you are definitely one of those people and you know we had only a few conversations that were longer than let's say five minutes but even I talked to you a couple times I can tell you are a unique individual somebody that's uh, not just uh, like a common folk you know and and I don't mean in like a disrespectful way, you know, common people are common people, but you are above common people. So respect. Yeah, just to flip that on you, your bagels are above common bagels. Bagels? Uh, I just got blessed by a steak and what was that sauce that you put on? Uh, it was a uh, sour cream sauce with, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's a steak 
uh, seasoned steak with uh, sour cream sauce, uh, right amount of tomato, mm. and I supposed to put a little bit of mayo, but you didn't want it. Oh, and cheese, and cheese. It's you know uh, with sandwiches, if I may, uh, I believe anybody can make a great sandwich but what makes a difference is the balance you know how you balance the ingredients mm -hmm. and how but you make them uh, work with you know how everything combines those tomatoes can be a slippery slope but I like how you said the right amount because mm -hmm. it, it was flawless it's 10 thank out of 10 you. highly recommend Jose I truly appreciate that uh, thank you thank you you think I could open up a place Every corner in Astoria Please deserves be honest, one of Mihao's But be honest. Yeah, 100%. Dude, nice. all right, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. I don't eat bread. I okay. don't eat uh, wheat, uh -huh. generally, unless it's in the form of cookies. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just fucked up that bagel. That's probably the first bagel I've had in roughly a year. That's That makes me even more happy. That's what I'm talking about, Jose. I... I appreciate it. Can can you please tell me more about ITC? What do you like about that place? Uh, do you think uh, that place is? Uh, what do you think about ITC in general? Please. Sure. Um, it's growing, which is probably my favorite part about it. It's not like there's a, a set way to do things. I, I see Quinn experimenting or with new systems new movements and, and uh, I pick up a lot of very fundamental details from the way that he teaches which is different than what I'm used to which is more move oriented as opposed to precise mm -hmm. body positioning oriented yes and uh, that's made a, a profound change in my game in a very short amount of time so props to that in terms of my training partners there's a range of people and I like how there's a lot of very, very new people that seem to be very interested in learning because one of the best ways that I learn is by teaching and finding out mm -hmm. where my errors are in communicating because if I can't communicate something, then something must be impulsive and instinctual that I might mess up on if I'm not careful. So I learn a lot by trying to communicate to some of the newer students and I like their passion. And with the higher ranks, it's just always a, a high technical, role with very little negativity involved I which see. is is necessary because um you know that's how you get hurt that's how you yeah. don't want to train with certain partners and, and there's just none of that not them an asshole yeah <laughs> not them an <laughs> say so how big of an asshole am i please one to ten tell me man tell you me. just you <laughs> don't you're hard to move around, and it's like uh, it, it, your spirit animal is a sloth, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so that, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, see, that's the rumors <laughs> I'm hearing, and I could tell because it's how you roll until you're ready to pounce. So just like a sloth, I guess. Is, Respect. Uh, or like a snake, bar, bar, mm. snake, slowly. My approach is, uh, I don't really know what my approach is. I, I believe my jiu-jitsu is a little bit unconventional because uh, the way I approach Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it is little, like, I do approach it from a real standpoint of, like, let's say, real grappling, how do I stand up, how do I control a person, mm -hmm. but I also approach it as a game, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not training to compete, I'm not training to be world champion. I'm, uh, and you know, uh, I I really enjoy jujitsu in so many ways. It, you know, it made 
jujitsu made my life better in general. But you yeah. know, if I would take jujitsu as itself without any sort of just the art itself, I actually might not be doing it, you know, because it is uh, very taxing on your body and stuff like that. It, also, you know, egos get involved, you know, sometimes you gotta battle people, you know, sometimes people need to prove themselves on you or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I really try to bypass the stuff and the biggest thing, there's two, two maybe three biggest reasons why I continue at this. One and primary is like I meet the coolest people alive during, uh, do, uh, just going to to the class. You, you know, even new people, any, any pe person out there, almost any person out there, you can start a conversation with whatever, say whatever. And even if people get weirded out, they not like oh where am I you know it, it's like they actually yeah. are uh, people that you can talk to that's one like the sense of community that's uh, probably the biggest reasons why why I stay with jujitsu because even the community alone then the second thing is uh, just reality check in general you know I always say this like you cannot wish to do good in jujitsu. It's either you do good in jujitsu, or you just stay wishing and you never do. You know, like you're just gonna suck. You know, if you only wish to do good, mm -hmm. you're never gonna do good. You yeah. know, so it's one of those things. It's either you apply yourself or just you know fall off. You know, just the river's gonna take you and see you later. You know, <laughs> that's a good way to put it, man. <laughs> and last thing is the learning curve. You know, it's a constant learning curve, which mm -hmm. I really appreciate as well, because it, it constantly, you know, I would say I stay within similar game throughout most of my, uh, you know, most of my jujitsu, I don't know what do you call it, jujitsu journey. I stay pretty much within similar game, but I constantly keep, in, uh, you know, messing with my game and also like even wrestling, you know, I'm not a wrestler and I might never take anybody down in like let's say competition situation but I'm trying you know I'm 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 taking baby steps but I'm taking those steps you know it's, it's like it keep you know the long story short jujitsu keeps me guessing and that's a good thing you know hmm. so so are we about to see a phase two like the sloth evolves into <laughs> a silverback gorilla slot slot the wrestler <laughs> so when you mentioned the learning curve, I've always mm -hmm. been curious about how we learn, especially in terms of our body in jujitsu. Do you think that curve is like uh, exponentially increasing forever, or is it more like a hill where it eventually hits a plateau? It's it's probably a mixture depending on the person, you know. Because if let's say, in my opinion, if you open to and you know, let's say you want to learn pretty much anything that's out there. I think the learning curve will will never really stop, you know, because even if you learned, like, let's say, you learned, uh, uh, let's say, wrestling, tap control, and let's say, bottom uh, guard play, you learn all those things, then you will uh, start, uh, you know, intermixing all of those skills, you mm. know. So, one way or another, I do believe it's never ending uh, curve. But to be honest with you, like uh, there are trends in jujitsu that I kind of dislike. Maybe not dislike, but I have like a skeptical eye on, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So I can give you an example because 
unfortunately you know and please don't get me wrong i love respect jujitsu 100 but jujitsu lately has been becoming more of a sport mm. than like a self-defense uh, type sure. of thing you know you don't think i could bury and boil somebody on the street if they stepped <laughs> yeah. up to me in the wrong way back up exactly that's the issue you know it's like you know and don't get me wrong i you know if i have a choice to train anything i choose jujitsu any day anytime you yeah. know it's just to me sometimes like you said that example that you use berimbolo on the street you know you know that shit you know maybe i'm incorrect please prove me wrong but that shit is just like you know what's the point you know and i get it you know the point jujitsu game you know allows this to happen and mm -hmm. you know and it's even like you know there is all those elaborate setups blah 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 but if you do that against somebody that actually knows what they're doing on the street i wouldn't be surprised they're just gonna knock you the fuck out you know either either with a kick or a good punch or an elbow to the face you know and it's like uh, i've always been scared of getting picked up and slammed me too being a guard player me too sir you know uh, that's why jose what you just said believe it or not it, it was about four years ago maybe five years ago i met this guy that's a judo slash wrestler he was pretty small let's say i don't know exactly how much he weighs but let's say roughly 150 pounds i i weigh about two at that moment i'm sorry i weighed about 200 pounds not two pounds and uh, you know and at that moment i probably weighed around 210 and the long story short the guy would pick me up you know he would go into my legs lift me with like literally i would barely blink and i would be already up in the air and my thought at that moment was like if this be a shit situation mm -hmm. not only i could not react you know you know i would barely blink and i'd be already waking up in a hospital you know face of the concrete for sure yeah yeah that's scary learn your wrestling kids 100 percent. you know uh, that's another thing what you just mentioned you know in my opinion uh, people that train jujitsu for a self-defense type of mentality you know possibly you know they can learn better bolos they can learn uh, leg locks and stuff but in my opinion especially if you would like thinking about self-defense some of those techniques maybe even you should avoid you know i don't know once again i'm not saying i'm right but i i think there's something to it you even know? in the sport environment no sport it's a different story you know for example me I'm a hypocrite because the way I play jiu-jitsu is like a guard player. I do bearing bolos sometimes too, and I do do that. But you know, the difference is this. I'm actually aware that all this stuff that I play as, you know, in the gym, I, I use it to play and just have fun and enjoy myself. I would never even dare to use that in like a real life situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I would literally rather stand up right now and fucking run full speed into the wall then pull guard <laughs> on the street okay you know it'd probably be safer yeah. to run into the yeah. wall with your head straight i'm not pulling guard on the street you know i always make jokes you know the best fucking self-defense is pulling guard on the street but no in reality fuck that shit you mm -hmm. know i'm not pulling guard on the street my you know my approach hypothetically i don't fight but if i had to fight i would keep i would try to keep it standing if somebody would take me down i would be looking to stand up right right away just avoid the ground you know mm -hmm. only reason i would go to the ground if i end up on top yeah that's the only reason any other ground situation i believe i would just try to stand up 
Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want any of it, really. I think 99% of human beings would die with you on top of them, not knowing how to defend themselves. <laughs> regular people, regular people. It'd be people. terrible. Maybe. Why even try? Yeah, maybe. But, but you know, Jose, you get those, uh, we do get uh, sometimes uh, those muscular, athletic guys, you know, and a lot of them, they have some sort of awareness of grappling. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they are complete beginners, however you look at it. And just their uh, athleticism alone can mm. keep you away. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, if if you snatch a quick submission, yeah, you're gonna get them. But if you cannot like lock something out, mm -hmm. those guys are fucking dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would really rather, even like you said, if I could take them down and just maybe even not look for submission, just try to control them or something, get them tired. Yeah, yeah, they can you realize know? that they're not going anywhere. Yeah, you know, because uh, when you get that type of person, like muscular, heavy dude, uh, tired, you know, th then it's a completely different story. But, you know, for like f five minutes or let's say three minutes, uh, many of those type of individuals are extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you cannot sl uh, sleep on them at all. Yeah. You know, it's once again, you know, there's a lot of people that come in and, you know, many of them do have some sort of egg experience but it's really difficult to get them especially if they just avoid any sort of like submission interaction you know mm -hmm. and you know they muscle out of it yeah. it's very difficult to get them yeah. are we know? still hypothetically talking yes yes definitely no you know i'm talking ab about gym you know like uh, new people coming in and you you know believe it or not i don't really have nothing to to prove but but you know if i play with them i want to try to get them you know yeah and once again you know it's very difficult you know and obviously i'm not going at them full force you know trying to really like show them you know what i got mm -hmm. but i'm trying i'm trying to get them yeah. you know and it's very difficult you know so once again you know long story short i believe any street type of situation is is best to avoid it you know if 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 that's a possibility that's you know? a rule to live by for sure <laughs> definitely i'm saying because I, I used to get in so many fights before high school uh-huh ridiculous reasons i never did you started. train or no at that no, point no you didn't train no no i had just collected a lengthy school fighting record uh -huh. of like seven and one oh and shit. i thought i was the shit that's good that's and good and one time mm -hmm. randomly a kid uh called me out in a parking mm -hmm. lot and it wasn't the usual all right it's like a quick reaction somebody steps up looks the wrong way mm -hmm. shoves a shoulder boom 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 fight it's done this is like it's set up we're going here we're oh, meeting up at this time we're gonna throw down oh, and wow. I, I was just shook i had no idea what to do because i would always like uh it would be a passion thing mm -hmm. i would just go straight off instinct i don't have anything the moment so we were throwing down and at some point um I got a finger poked into my eyeball. Oh wow! And I called timeout. Uh -huh. <laughs> There's no such a thing. <laughs> There's no such thing in the street fight. <laughs> but I guess everybody understood. Where is the referee? Where is yeah, the referee? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Um, look, my hands are up. Done. And uh, that was the end of it. Very anticlimactic. Oh, shit. But from that moment, I'm like, okay, I, this can't happen again. Because if you. like clearly he mm -hmm. was kind enough to pardon me. Oh, for, really? You know, party fouls and for you know not <laughs> stepping up.
So he actually let go at that moment. Yeah. He, yeah he's oh, like, okay, was... cool. I don't think he wanted to fight either, to be honest. I think it was like a crowd egging mm-hmm. the situation I see. kind of thing. But About it was, the influence thing, right? It was a ridiculous situation mm-hmm. overall as a ninth grader. I understand. You, you know, me, myself, I never really had fights and I'm not looking for fights. I had kids type of fights uh, here and there. We even at my small village when I used to live, we had like small baby uh, gang fights like three on three type of to- thing but honestly i never really like fist fought anybody i had few you know like scraps mm-hmm. but it's just like uh, really small and not even worth mentioning you know uh, in general uh, not looking to fight but the, the reason why i train there's many reasons but one of the biggest reasons I train is just like you know one way or another I just want to feel more confident about myself you know it's mm. you know I cannot say I'm gonna beat up everybody out there you know and I and I know I won't but you know one thing that I know for sure if I have to fight I can fight mm-hmm. you know yeah. and you know even if I lose at least I can fight, I can defend myself, you know, and that is like the most important idea in my head, you know, that's why I try to do a little bit of kickboxing as well. Once again, not trying to be a fighter, not, in no way, shape or form, I'm trying to fight. But that's the thing, if I have to, I rather know both words to certain degree than let's say no only one word and the other I'm just completely mm. lost you don't know how many fights I've been in since I started training in 10th grade tell me zero oh yeah nice it's crazy what you mm-hmm. carry around yourself just knowing that you can defend yourself just you're mm-hmm. more calm you're not as easily wired or provoked and you're scared of other human beings when you know that there are people out there that can strangle you to death yes that's a it's, it's a revelation mm-hmm. I hear you just just having you know like you said just having the awareness that people can kick your ass me too you know uh, when I started training I swear to you I I thought I was like on Anderson Silva level you know Mm -hmm. like flying kicks flying knees Mm -hmm. and then you know my first day doing uh, because my first class it was kickboxing class that I ever took and my friend just kicked the shit out of me and you know like he kicked the shit out of my leg and you know long story short i didn't even know that that's even possibility you know <laughs> and uh, also and I, you know as i continue going and doing uh, kickboxing many guys that would if i saw them on the street i would never in my life think they go they even have a capability of kicking my ass right Mm-hmm. And in the gym, in in the dojo, in the uh, kickboxing class, those were the guys that beat the shit out of me. Like you know, but it was a wake up call. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, I was actually talking to, to about this to Al. At that moment, I could have just suppressed this and just quit training, or actually understand that there is people that you know there's levels levels to everything, and it doesn't matter you smaller, you bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. You can get fucked up by anybody, especially, you know, if you're facing somebody that has really high level of grappling, striking or whatever, even if you you have some training yourself, mm-hmm. most likely you're getting fucked up. You, you, know? you ever seen how wolves, to avoid killing each other, they'll flex? 
They'll get really big, puff their chest up, be really loud. Uh -huh. And whichever one cracks because of nerves and puts their head down, turns over and shows their neck, that's how you know who the dominant wolf is. Yeah. And you can always tell who the dominant wolf is because he's bigger. It looks like he's mm -hmm. going to wreck all the other wolves and then some. Humans are weird. Yes. Like, you can't base just how much you flex, how much you puff your chest, who's going to be the one that's uh, dominant in a fighting situation. 100%. And that's something that's really curious about us. Like, you can't... There's yeah. so many layers to humans mm -hmm. underneath what they look like that why do we even bother about making assumptions based off of appearances? It's a I curious agree. thing. I very much agree with you and like I was saying I learned the hard way you know <laughs> I did you yeah, know it's uh, a wake-up call especially once again going back to kickboxing I had moments uh, my worst moment was when some guy you know obviously I I deserved it some guy kicked the shit out of my leg and I was like I had issues to walk for a week you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. once again you know uh, it's you know uh, to some people that might sound bad but to me actually it was a learning experience and i'm very happy for it you know mm -hmm. because i understood you know i'm not the shit you know i you know even though i know some things and even though i'm capable of fighting and possibly beating some people if i would fight them once again there's levels and there's always so many people that can just knock me the fuck out like i barely blink they knock me out or like i was saying the guy picks me up slams me I'm out and I don't even have a chance to react you know mm -hmm. there is also another thing variables like knives guns a group of uh, you you face a, one guy and a group of friends come by and just mm -hmm. kicks the shit out of you mm -hmm. you know there's a million different reasons just not to fight to avoid conflict uh, just in general but but once again I believe training you know uh, gave me like a uh, I have ego I believe everybody has ego but my ego is truly not very like uh, I don't really you know I've been training for a while you know for about seven years and you know at this stage of my life I have nothing to prove you know like you know sometimes rolling even you know in kickboxing things uh, things get uh, heaten up you know and you know uh, people go rough I go rough as well but in general I really have nothing to prove you know to me you, you know the only thing I, I have to prove is to myself you mm -hmm. know and definitely my goal is not to prove to somebody else I'm better or worse or this or that you know and long story short in training right that's my true honest approach in training if I lose draw or whatever it doesn't really matter because you know like i approach it as a learning e experience and on top of it all this is training this is not a real fight mm -hmm. you know if we fighting like you said there is no stopping for eye box there is mm -hmm. no you know yeah. if we fighting you know and i'm not saying i'm gonna win or not but basically when if we fighting fighting mm -hmm. it's a different story you know i'm not gonna be trying to play guard trying to be mm -hmm. nice trying to not hold on to submission no I'm going there to break you you know and it's like you know and it's completely different from training you yeah. know so once again when I'm training I really try to keep my ego at bay as much as possible because at the end of the day it's not fighting it, it is like simulated fighting but it's not fighting you mm -hmm. know so 
Even Are you if, saying what I had wasn't a fight in the parking lot? No, no, that was a fight. The, no, no, the, I don't want it on my record. Let's just call it a no contest. Leave <laughs> <laughs> it to the side. It was, it was no contest. Nobody got taken to hospital. Everybody was happy. Damn and uh, Rinkard Gers gave out blowjobs at the end. <laughs> Accept, it's a known fact. <laughs> known fact. Exactly. So remember, you know, fight outside. Make sure the Rinkard uh, girls give blowjobs at the end. That's that's a. If you ever signing a contract, sign the contract. You know, it's in the fine print. Fine print. Yes. Anyway, I had only few blowjobs in my life. So what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Especially as a kid. As a kid, I didn't even see. It. I didn't even imagine. Like even if I imagine. I wasn't even sure what the fuck I'm imagining. <laughs> it's like just the word. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you paint your own pictures. Yeah, it's like ecstasy. It's like, were balloons involved? <laughs> uh, never mind. Jose, but uh, anyway, oh, uh, can I ask you, actually, let's continue with BJJ. I have so many subjects I can talk to you, but uh, so how did you get to a purple belt and how do you describe your evolution as a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner? Okay, I started off with the most complicated, fancy, fun type of techniques, uh, also known as the 10th planet system. Oh, nice. And I uh, was really into rubber guard, really into mm -hmm. lockdown, really into those uh, control positions as a wipeout. Yes. And I was a wipeout for maybe seven years. Oh, really? Something like that. Yeah, Seriously? Yeah, from 10th grade until I went back into jujitsu, like, five years ago so you were all on and off at that yeah, time yeah I, I hurt my knee pretty mm -hmm. bad doing some wrestling and uh, just never found the courage or will or money to get back into it I see and every year that I saw Sebastian he'd be like bro you should mm -hmm. come train I'm getting better bro you should come train dude come train come mm -hmm. train train and uh, one day my friend Chuck got his black belt and I went to the ceremony and I'm like this is it BJJ black belt yeah yeah nice uh, like this I'm signing up and that, that was that and progressively the mm -hmm. moves that I became interested in went from more sophisticated to now I'm focused on like the most fundamental things of mm -hmm. where to put your elbow where to angle your head mm -hmm. you know the, the the minor details which makes the most change so that your learning curve isn't a plateau and it's that infinite exponential I, I feel see. like every detail that's that small but covers that much space and it's that useful is just another level up for me and mm -hmm. it's almost like every day I'm getting one of these yeah I, uh, I definitely hear you you know uh, small details definitely make a huge difference definitely uh, so how long it took you from blue to purple and uh, also another part of the question uh, how do you see your future uh, game and just development as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu player competitor mm -hmm. do you plan to compete that's, that's an interesting question I've competed maybe a total of four times mm -hmm. uh, twice last year and I've got a first place in the purple bell 185 division for new breed nice. and Congrats. I thanks dude I lost to the winner of the nogi a really good brown belt uh, Moises and um, I hate competing. I hear you. Passionate. Same here. Same it's here. the worst feeling ever. Uh, like, why? Why? Please uh, give me your uh, take okay, on sure. it. Sure. So at the point that I'm at in jujitsu, I feel like I just see the whole picture now. Mm -hmm. 
Before it was like I could only vaguely see the guard. I could see the options mm -hmm. in the guard. I could see the options inside. I can see the options in the back. But I had no notions of how to connect the positions. I see. And when that happens, you're using a lot of energy, you're doing a lot of bad techniques, and you're mm -hmm. doing things that aren't good for your overall game. So at the point that I'm at now, I'm like, okay, now I'm seeing the things that I need to connect. If I go compete now, I'm, I'm still mm -hmm. not at the point where I can be fluid in my movements. So yes. I'm going to be using a lot of mind, you know, because mm -hmm. competing is a mental effort. I agree. Know, just to be out there against the nerves. And it's going to be hella physical. And yes. both of those things aren't why I'm into jujitsu. I really enjoy mm -hmm. the technical aspect of having to solve the problem that changes as you I try see. to solve it, mm -hmm. which is, you know, your opponent. So once I crack that code, then I'm really interested in testing that against other people. I see. But until then, I see it too much as like mm -hmm. this competition, you know, yes. grind, mm -hmm. you know, fight till the yes. end, find your way. Like the life and death battle. Some, some people take competition literally like life and death battle. Mm -hmm. And I respect those people. Yeah, no, for sure. But, but you know, uh, at the same uh, sorry, I interrupt you, but I want to give a small story. I saw some sort of competition wipeouts, right? Mm -hmm. This kid just picked the other kid up and almost spiked him on the head. Didn't spike him on the head, spike him on the shoulder. And that, that was wipeouts. And some people can say, oh, this guy used beautiful wrestling technique. Mm -hmm. But then on another hand, nobody is getting paid for this bullshit, you know? Yeah. This, this other kid that just got broken fucking shoulder, <laughs> you know? He's got to go to work on Monday. Yeah, he didn't get paid. He didn't get any, you know, and it's like, what's the point? This is like white belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition. Even if you win, who gives a fuck, <laughs> you know? I'm sorry, yeah. but it's true. No, no, it's true. Dude, that, yeah. that purple belt title first place, mm -hmm. like bullshit. Like, I like <laughs> it. I love it. It's awesome. Well, I have the belt. Too. But it, on the bigger picture of things, mm -hmm. the, especially the jiu-jitsu world, it's very minor. Yes. Yes. So it's just, it's not important to let that get to your head, but I also understand the, the there's definitely gains to be made in putting a two-month training camp in, mm -hmm. showing up and doing awesome. Competing. Like that's, that's extremely uplifting and it's important. Mm -hmm. It's just not my view at the moment, but in the future, who knows? If I do crack the jiu-jitsu code, uh, we'll, we'll put it in into yes. practice. Fuck yeah, you can do it. You know, I... I like your game, Jose, and you, I believe you have a pretty good body type also, you know, for like arm triangles, triangles mm -hmm. in, ge in general. I'm not sure how about different uh, submissions, but I think your body type is pretty good overall to train BJJ. What do you think about that? Man, in this past six months that I've been here, I think I've gotten one submission. Why? Why I don't know. One? I don't know. Y'all are really tight, good with your defense, and also I guess I've been very focused on positional training. You're not rolling with white belts. Come on. No, no, dude. Mm. It's 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 awesome. Like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's not that I won't go for it if it's there. If it's there, I'll go for it. But I guess I haven't been solely focused on that versus mm -hmm. controlling positions. But y'all are good. You know, uh, I'm trying Respect. to step the game up now because the game at ITC is also very submission oriented. Catch mm -hmm. a submission go for a submission keep going keep finish going. yeah and uh, that's i see myself heading in that direction still working on it i you know i appreciate the kind words about itc and i actually believe you are right that uh, this gym uh, where we train at is very good level but uh, you being modest you know i'm pretty sure you got more than one submission mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure and i train with you 
and it's really always a battle you know and i really appreciate you know and it's and it's great type of training because uh, although we battle you know it's mm -hmm. respectful you mm -hmm. know yeah no doubt. and i do appreciate that you know yeah. because i do meet people that uh, battle turns into fight and then fight turns turns into like uh, you know just like Oh, I just want to tap you so bad. Even if I get you in an arm lock, I, I will fucking yeah, crank yeah, it to the, to another universe, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, long story short, I actually met very few people like that. Very few, mm -hmm. very few, far and few in between. It's almost like those mats are a filter for people like mm -hmm. that. People like that don't usually step into the mats that I'm on. Yes, you know, fortunately, yeah. you know, I'm sure they're out there. Hundred percent. I, you know, uh, I had few, you know. Especially as a white belt, I didn't know any better. I kind of was one of those people, hmm. you know. But you know, my mentality was like that. I always, you know, higher belts. I always respected to like the as big of a level as possible, and I would always assume they're gonna tap me before I tap them. Hmm. But if I go against these people, my level, it was a fight, you know. It, but you know, like I, once again, I also didn't know any better. It was also still like just proving grounds I, I was trying to prove myself and you know what made me see like another perspective one time I rolled with a girl that she was a hundred pounds and I was over 200 mm -hmm. and you know like I was rolling with her and all of a sudden after like 30 seconds maybe one minute she's breathing so heavy and I'm like what's the problem how why the fuck she's breathing so heavy right. and then I thought about it she's hundred pounds I'm over 200 pounds so I'm twice her size so if I be going with a guy twice my size would be 400 pound guy yeah, and I put it into perspective <laughs> yeah. I was like if I be going against a 400 pound guy that's muscular and putting fucking pressure on me constantly I would shit myself you know like I, <laughs> literally I, first of all I wouldn't even want to do it you know I'd be uh -huh. like oh okay I'm ready to go home please uh, mom mom can you pick me up please <laughs> These mean men trying know, to hurt me. Please, mom, mom, where are you? I need you right now. You know, so, but you know, like I put it into perspective and mm -hmm. if from that time on, I really calmed the fuck down, you know, and, and it wasn't only with women. It was only with, uh, you know, it was with uh, people that are not my size mm -hmm. and also even people that are equal, you know, like I decided because I do believe it's a conscious decision, mm -hmm. decided to match people intensity. You know, so basically that's almost always my approach. Like I try to match people intensity. Yeah. If they're going really rough, guess what? You're getting the fucking hit right away. <laughs> right know? away, my man. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if you yeah, yeah, yeah. if you like blowing fucking uh, fire in my face. Get get guess what you're gonna get? You're the gonna fire. get my fire, and you know I will make sure to give you extra fire. Uh, you know, uh, in some good spots. You know. You know, let's say controlling spots, mount spots, you know, I will give you that extra pressure, you know. But, you know, but once again, it takes two to tango, you mm -hmm. know. If you like trying to fight me, I'm not going to lay there and go to sleep and like tap. tap Nobody for wants you. that either. That's the yeah. other side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Like to being too loose, too light, not keeping your base is also something that really messes up the environment of rolling. Yes. And uh, it's, it's, it's a happy medium between being a brew that hurts their training partners and somebody that doesn't help their training partners grow mm -hmm. I agree it's uh, like you said a balance you know you need to push yourself and push your training partners but not break yourself and not break your training partners
big facts. Yes. Uh, so, how do you see your f future? Are you trying? Basically, is your goal to get to black belt? Do you ever think about it, or uh, yeah. not really? Yeah, eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, I want. There, I'm never gonna be the best jujitsu grappler on the planet. Yes. But I want to shave the percentages of people that are better than me off very quickly. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You can. I guess that's my motivation. It's, you can. It is competitive in that sense. Mm -hmm. You can definitely do it. Once again, I do believe your game is very strong. You know, respect. And oh, and another question: You've been refing Naga, correct? That's right. How's that? Can you give me some Naga reference? Maybe started three years ago, and it is the most emotionally intense job I've ever had. How come? Please. It's just people yelling at you. Every decision that you make is uh, under scrutiny. If you don't pick their uh, grappler in a decision, because referees have that too, mm -hmm. where you literally have to take into your judgment because the points are the same, who you give the win to. And when that happens, no one's ever happy on the other side. I see. Um, it's one of those jobs where when you do something right, no one gives a fuck. I see. But the second things start going wrong, you are to blame, and it's, yes. uh, it's fun. <laughs> I like you it a lot. You are like a center point, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I see. And over that bullshit, the mm -hmm. most important thing and the only thing that we worry about is the safety of the grapplers. I see. So, so that's really it. I've stopped so many matches where the coaches were like, oh, you should have let him keep going when the kid mm -hmm. was on the verge of getting their arm broken. I see. So That's good. Yeah. How is uh, Naga with slams? Can you slam? You cannot you slam? You cannot. That's the surest way to get DQ'd. Yeah. I agree. You know, like I was uh, saying that story, white belts slamming the shit out of another white belt. One thing I wanted to add on to it, in my opinion, uh, however you cut, cut that situation, it's just not worth it, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just not worth it yeah. to get your shoulder broken yeah, in no a white belt competition, yeah. you know. Well, you know, especially if you really get fucked up, it's just not worth it, you know. So basically you say, you say being a referee gets stressful because uh, the coaches, parents, yeah. They, they they have a big pressure, right? They a lot, and then they'll come talk mm -hmm. to you after and tell you that what you did was wrong, even though they literally tell you the opposite of what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I hear you. And it's also not just trying to keep the safety of the kids, not just trying to keep the coaches and fam okay. You're also trying to do a, a customer service with yes. these people to come back Politically for the next Politically correct tournament. and stuff like that. So, yeah, you have to find ways of telling them they're, they're idiots without <laughs> saying the word. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me, dama. No, no. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> so, oh, did, did you read the rule book? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it. Did you read the rule book? No. Okay. Ne Most of the time uh, is what? Uh, There's a rule book? <laughs> what rule book? You have rules? You mean on the internet? <laughs> there is a website for this shit? No way. Uh, yeah, it's so overall, you would say you enjoy Naga uh, yeah. uh, being a referee? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It, it gave me the opportunity to come to NYC, the hub and the mecca of jujitsu at this moment and also to go to school because i'm studying neuroscience mm -hmm. and i'm also a rapper in new york city yes. is the spot for that sort of music and uh yeah all the arrows pointed towards new york city and naga is the launching pad nice. because i get to have the free weekdays to go work on the lab 
That's beautiful, you know, and you just mentioned you being an artist, a rapper. Uh, definitely, that's another subject I want to talk to you. Uh, first of all, I listen to your music. I think it's very fucking, uh, pretty much to me, it's really amazing, you know, because why? Because the subjects you talk about, you know, mm. you, uh, I consider Word. you a very deep uh, artist, you know, uh, rapper because uh, I told you this story but I'm gonna repeat it for the podcast when I was younger 16 17 I considered rappers to be dumb unaware individuals mm. you know and I you know because I would be just exposed to mainstream type of stuff where mm -hmm. where you just had ma money bitches fast cars mm -hmm. you know just basically uh, trying to show off and not really show anything other than that but then uh, as I lived I have been exposed to few rappers. Unfortunately, I don't really know their names. I'm a type of person who listens to people but never really follows up on who it is. I just love their music, you know. But I have been exposed to some mind-blowing stuff, you know, people talking, just breaking down governments, breaking down civilizations, mm. breaking down how, you know, how your chakras work, you know, like mm -hmm. I would never even fucking imagine mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. even a possibility, you know. Yeah. And when I heard those people, I was like, what's going on, you know. But long story short, uh, you are actually very much uh, breaking down really heavy stuff in your music and you know big props to it and can you please elaborate why you going to like a deep spectrum of understanding with your music yeah thanks man i uh, appreciate all that those very kind words and uh hip-hop literally means hip is the knowledge and hop is the movement mm. and you have to have both of them in order to have the richness of the culture so um when you were talking about the mainstream music let me ask you a question. Do you drink your coffee with anything? Milk and sugar. Okay. Imagine mainstream as the milk and sugar that you need to give your coffee the taste that you enjoy, but what you really want is the effect that the coffee gives you and makes hmm. you more awake. You can consider me the caffeine of uh -huh. your indulgence, but I wouldn't knock off the mainstream because it is what pulls people into seeing the deeper layers of this culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started my music love with Backstreet Boys and <laughs> like NSYNC and mm -hmm. very mainstream music that just gives you here look happy melodies here yes. look corny poetry mm -hmm. and then I started getting into them like, okay maybe there's more then I started getting into Immortal Technique people like Eminem going into more psychological underground like atmosphere mm -hmm. idea and abilities Aesop Rock all these people that I highly recommend to check out if you enjoy where I'm coming from mm -hmm. because I feel like what makes me interesting is the people that influence me that aren't really common among people that say that they really like what I'm doing because people that are familiar be like oh I see a lot of ASAP Rock and the th things that you do I see a lot of slug and it makes a lot more sense mm -hmm. but I like the fact that it's underground because I get this effect very commonly it's like mm -hmm. oh it's something very unique I appreciate that but the sources are there you just gotta check the references history history so so you saying you got you have been influenced right heavily uh, you mentioned Eminem and Immortal, Immortal Technique I I believe I have heard Immortal Technique uh, recently he was just he wasn't even rapping he was just talking about government you know mm -hmm. how, that's for sure him how they just fucked fuck us over and it was like fucking four or five minutes rent I swear to you when I was listening I almost cried 
you know, because I myself have very similar views uh, what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. And in mainstream, very few people even try to talk about this, even mm -hmm. approach it. Like most people just completely discredit those type of huh. ideas, you know. Yeah. And what he was talking about, to me, it was very influential and it was speaking to my heart, you know. So I, w I got emotional when I was listening to this. And long story short, you know, it's, it's those people and like you too as well, Jose, you know, uh, keep on doing, keep, keep keep on spreading the message, you know, oh, maybe yeah. maybe sometimes uh, not always the message gets through, but I believe uh, here and there message gets through to the right people that need it, you That's know. Important. Yeah. yeah, and I truly appreciate it, you know, and uh, I listened to one of your so uh, songs, Ego Death. Mm -hmm. It's very fucking d deep and I will ask you, you know, just uh, certain things I wrote down were what you uh, talk about and I just would like your take on it explain oh, yeah. elaborate yeah, yeah, you know? ego is a quicksand okay well where do all arrows of reality point from the perspective of our identity we all point inward mm -hmm. right everything has to be related to me mm -hmm. you know where am I well I'm at a friend's my friend's house you know we're doing the podcast you know yes it's always centered around what am i doing mm -hmm. and uh so what it is it's introducing the rest of the song from that perspective that you know mm -hmm. as an individual all arrows are pointing to you are you going to indulge in that or mm -hmm. are you going to use that to do something creative and turn the arrows around and change the world around us mm -hmm. so it's a it's a it's a metaphor of a setup i understand i you know uh, the thing uh, what you said if if I may, because I actually realized this very recently that uh, whatever is going on, whatever people say, whatever is happening, at the end of the day, only point of reference really mm -hmm. is your own. That's right. You know, you might get stimuli from here, stimuli from there, environment, whatever, but at the end of the day, the way you see the world is your own mm -hmm. understanding. And I kind of understood that very recently, you know, that uh, at the end of the day, no matter what, and obviously we get influenced by a million different things, but still your perspective, your take on things is your own, you mm -hmm. know? And I think it's a kind of deep point because uh, even if you assume, uh, because there is like uh, this assumption, oh, this guy's a doctor, he's better than me. If, you know, that's as an example but mm -hmm. guess what that guy's a fucking person yeah same as you yeah and possibly he might not be better or worse he's just a person and he might know he might figure out as much in life as you he just might be like uh, his speciality you know is in this and that and maybe he's talented in that area but it doesn't mean he's better or worse mm -hmm. you what know? you're doing is a curious challenge to what i'm trying to get across in the song which is you have to flip that or how do we get these arrows to point in the direction of somebody else how do you take the point of view of someone else into mind when mm -hmm. it seems like you're the most important thing in this universe yes which, like you said to some extent you are because everything has to be referenced through you and your experience but you know how do we do it yes how do we get into the mind of somebody else when yes. we have every reason to act selfishly that's, I think, That's the, the, the struggle of being human.
That's very deep, Jose. Uh, once again, respect. Uh, I will continue. This okay? is the first line, dude. Oh, well, I got like <laughs> right, 20 yeah. lines, but uh, we're going to try to keep it short. But uh, I still would like to get some some things going. Let's get it. Keep the gold. I will keep the soul. Uh-huh. Um, what pushes most artists, I would say, maybe that's not fair, but I think it's true, is the material success of becoming famous, uh, getting your music out there, seeing everybody on the TV screens, music videos, the big crowds mm -hmm. and stages, it pushes us as people that don't have that to want that. That's yes. what we want. So we want to be musicians because we're going to blow up one day and be famous and popular and have all the money in the world. And that is, first it's a dream because mm -hmm. we have this tendency of believing that the things that we see on TV are that likely to happen to everybody. Yes. But they're not. Those are very rare cases. Mm -hmm. And, you know, bless like those cases. Pinnacle it, of uh, something. Yeah, if anything. You mm -hmm. know, and, and the question is, is our music system giving the pinnacle to the people that most deserve it mm -hmm. and do you want to be a part of a system that doesn't that mm -hmm. was that was a question i asked myself eight years ago when i first started making music it's do i want to take beats that are really dope and awesome from the internet and they're already popular and do stuff mm -hmm. on them or do i want to start from scratch and see how i can learn how to compose my music use music programs learn jazz instrumentation mm -hmm. and then create something that's of my own the offshoot what i was putting off was the fact that it would take me eight years to do something that my friends are like wow this is really dope i see you know so i had to it was an investment it's like okay mm -hmm. i'm not gonna rush to play a ton of shows now i'm gonna work on the craft similar mm -hmm. to jiu-jitsu i'm not gonna go compete every weekend Yes. I'm going to work on this craft for years and when I'm comfortable with it, put mm -hmm. out a, a clean product. You sharpen the weapon. Yeah, so in that sense, the soul, for me, it's metaphysical, but it's long-lasting. It's something that self-regenerates. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather have that than a one-hit wonder that, you know... Yeah, makes you millions. Maybe makes you millions. Mm -hmm. It may just make you five bucks at the local store, you know? Fifteen minutes of fame. Exactly. That's, that's the question. What are you willing mm -hmm. to give up? I do, you know, definitely I respect that because my mentality is very much like that, you know. Uh, throughout my life, uh, there's been many things I could go for, but it didn't feel like it rhymes with my soul. Mm, I like that. <laughs> it rhymes with your soul. Oh, and, yeah. you, know, uh, uh, you know, sometimes regret is a real thing, but at the end of the day, I truly believe I'm going with my soul, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. like maybe sometimes I lose, maybe sometimes I gain, mm -hmm. but at the end I stay true to myself. And I truly respect that, Jose, you know, that, uh, you know, that verse or however you say it, it's truly deep, you know, respect. Yes. respect. That, what you just said was a bar, <laughs> a, a lyrical bar, you can put it on a rap. <laughs> we can do it. We can. Find out and what rhymes with soul and, uh, and you, you're started. Jose, you're the uh, Jose, obviously I'm not a musician musician <laughs> but we can brainstorm and you know i might give you maybe like one rhyme or something uh -huh. but i could be uh, i could be like a small pebble gold mine you know maybe or maybe not but anyway who gives a fuck it's gonna be like 3 a.m on a sunday you're gonna send me a text like yeah. yo check out these bars Jose, Jose, i've been doing coke all night <laughs> Let me tell let me tell you something. I Look just figured out. I'm I'm a second coming of Eminem. No, never mind. Never mind. Uh, 
let's continue you know if you in i don't know if you ever interested we can brainstorm you know i actually enjoy brainstorming you know Good. if you interested in it let's do it you know whatever just fucking talking writing shit this whole thinking. podcast is a brainstorm it's true very true that's another reason why Brain i do podcast. yeah you know and picking you know like i love the idea i can pick your brain and you can pick my brain mm -hmm. and just you know because once again our take on things is unique you know our own mental self is unique uh, one way or, or another so that's why you know podcasting is beautiful because you can get a window to somebody's mind mm -hmm. you know for example i can tell you my mind you might say many things about my mind but i'm pretty confident <laughs> my mind is unique you know and your mind as well is very unique and you know that's the thing i appreciate the most about podcast just having that uh, view at somebody's unique point of view mm -hmm. that al that alone to me is priceless game changer correct yeah. and it's just you know a bit you know just the idea to be able to talk and not really have conflict and you know even have difference of opinion and even sometimes take things get heated up but you're still able to communicate yeah that's amazing and you know in the real world that is extremely difficult to come by my favorite conversations have some sort of disagreements in them mm. and that's very hard to have in public with a random person mm -hmm. because every bit of disagreement is taken personally and yes. from there it just spirals into something emotional when what we're really trying to do is solve a problem yes so i think talking uh a lot about the differences is just as important as talking about what we have in common yeah i agree and uh, what you just said the differences alone uh, can really so long story short taboo subjects right I, I actually came up with this recently why are they taboo because people are kind of intimidated to talk about them mm -hmm. if we just talk about them they wouldn't be even taboo mm -hmm. you yeah. know it's, it's curious why we're intimidated yeah by those is. topics it's you know uh, at least my understanding we all live in some sort of one way or another with a higher degree or smaller degree in our own comfort zones. Mm -hmm. So I believe because, you know, I went through like a big mental change and, you know, I'm still live in my comfort zones, but I, I step out of them as much as I possibly can and as much as I can manage to do so. Because uh, once again, if you stay within a comfort zone, you don't evolve, mm -hmm. you know. So if I may, uh, my, for example, back in the day when I was really, uh, I don't know, 15, 16, I was completely into religious beliefs, you know, to me, God existed, the religion I was following, it was just the way, right? Mm -hmm. But then, and to be honest with you, I would think about alternatives, even aliens would like freak me out because, oh, well, if the aliens are out there, what, God is, God's supposed to be on the clouds then the behind the clouds are aliens you know you know even like that sort of idea maybe sounds stupid but even that idea would freak me out and and i'd be like michael suppress 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 mm -hmm. suppress this shit you know mm -hmm. but then you know i went through some things in my life when i just started stop giving a fuck and long story short i believe in god and i respect religion but i do not believe in religion mm -hmm. i just believe in god i'm a, like a spiritual person and i mm -hmm. believe there is a higher purpose whatever it is i believe there is a higher purpose 
I will not tell you, I, I will not specify exactly because I don't know. How would you differentiate that from a religion? What's, what do you, uh, what do you mean by religion? So the most important, I do not attach myself to any sort of ideology. I just, you know, so, uh, you know, like Buddhist idea, you know, basically, in a nutshell, I believe there is a higher purpose, there is some, some, something out there. And I'm not saying it's a big bearded old guy watching over us. No, I'm, I'm just saying we are under uh, higher forces, you know, so, uh, I don't know, so I can explain this, but I don't really know if I should go into it. But I'm writing anyway. a book about that, yes? so we should totally get into it. So my view is this, right? Uh, so, the, for example, me as a body, I am a host for life. There is a uh, billions of different, you know, from bacteria to just cells. Uh, you know, uh, even even like a skin is an organ. You know, heart, all of this stuff. You know, um, I, you know, in one way or another, whatever's inside me, you could roughly say I'm a god to all of this shit, you mm. know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hypothetically, sure. you know, so I do feel one way or another, there is like a God for us, mm -hmm. like I am a God to so my stomach bacteria. To the there's scales up and there's scales yes. down. Yes. So like a molecule is the God of an atom or something because Co it has like yes. a whole bunch of atoms in it. Yes. Okay. So, and long story short, I don't know what this God for me is, mm. but I do feel there is a higher force there, whatever it is, you know, you can call it the universe, you, you, you know, for example, I can give you another quick example that probably many people will not like, but closest, you know, have you ever seen God? Have you ever texted with God? Do you have God's uh, phone number? No. <laughs> Fuck no. I actually have Please. God's number. I dare you, you motherfuckers. Want, I, you. I dare you, motherfuckers. I'll share the Bring contact. It to me. Okay, okay, Jose. We will talk later. We'll see. But, you know, but one thing I can give you, for example, <clears throat> what powers the whole planet? Mm -hmm. Our planet. The gives sun? us life. The sun. Mm -hmm. So, you might, uh, you know, you might see this as a really stupid point, but guess what? The, all the life that's on this planet is through the sun. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could call that a god. We did. Know? Yeah, you know, old, old beliefs, right? Sun god. It's the most common that we have for a reason. Yeah, and it's, you know, you might believe what you want to believe, but actually this idea of god you can actually see mm -hmm. and feel, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And thanks to it, you are alive. And everything around you is alive. The whole ecosystem is running because this is in place. Huh. You I know? like that. Yeah, it's, it, so basically, long story short, I don't have, I try not to have a fixed idea of God. I don't That's know what your God idea. is. Your idea of God is that it, there's no fixed idea of there God. There is a higher force, uh -huh. you know. Also, another thing is, uh, have you ever heard about uh, Fibonacci, uh, Fractal? Yeah. So fractal is like never-ending spiral, right? Mm -hmm. That's another. That's another one of perspectives of me of a god. Basically, a god is just uh, the spiral effect itself. You mm -hmm. know, is the god, and this god somehow created that spiral effect. Mm -hmm. But once again, I cannot really understand it or explain it. So I just know this force is somewhat a god to me. Mm. 
Do you know how when you zoom into a picture that you've taken, it starts to get pixely? Yes. And there's like a finite resolution where you can't get any more detail underneath the thing? Yes. Fractals are awesome. Because yeah. you can keep going. Exactly. It's like at every single scale, there's beauty and information. Yeah. And I love physics, quantum physics, mm -hmm. and Big Bang co cosmology. When you look at our space, at every single point, you can zoom in and zoom in, mm -hmm. and there's still more complexity, more yes. complexity, fractal, fractal, no matter how far you zoom in. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when you zoom out. Matter of fact, the newer ideas of physics called string theory are claiming mm -hmm. that they have the perfect mathematics to show that the smallest dimensions are mm -hmm. exactly the same as the largest dimensions. I see. So it's like an infinite loop mm -hmm. of information cycling in on itself. You can give a name to that. Like, what's yes. a name? It's just a noise that you're making out of your mouth. You can call that thing God. Yes. I think what we've been talking about as human beings for our entire history is something that motivates us uh -huh. like this thing can't just be out there doing nothing it has to care about me because mm -hmm. remember we're the reference like i am the reference yes. whatever this whole thing is composed of has to care about me right mm -hmm. or at least that's a natural fear that we, yeah. i think we all have as human beings mm -hmm. so what we've been trying to do is get better and better approximations maybe nature or like the trees is god no yes. no, no it's the sun Mother no Gaia. what about the universe no what about yahweh like abrahamic god which is like outside of the universe and created mm. it and we keep trying to find out where is our limit mm -hmm. but i think the further out we go the less it connects to us the, mm. the, you know like yes. you said we can see the sun it's right there i can see how the trees grow thanks to it yes um but if you have a limited view of what your ultimate value is, okay, the sun's going to end in, I don't know, 100 billion years. Mm -hmm. What then? Long fucking time. That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Why do you care that it's that far? What matters is where we are now and what, what motivates us. So I think what we mean when we say God is totally different mm -hmm. from person to person. Yes. If I could define it as something is what is your life aimed at? Like mm. if... If we can think abstractly and put a map on the wall from mm -hmm. where you used to be and where you're going, whatever yes. that thing is, that's your God. Mm. I don't think there's any other way to accurately so define purpose. it. Purpose. Purpose is yeah. the God. Yeah. The aim. The aim of your mm -hmm. purpose. And if you make that aim precise, mm -hmm. then it's a shitty purpose. I you want to aim for something that's constantly moving away from you. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like you said, we shouldn't define the thing. Yeah. Our idea of God should be that there's no fixed idea of God. It's always growing mm. and it's always guiding us. I, I really like your point a lot and even the purpose thing. It's, I do I believe it kind of applies to karma as well, you mm. know, because I, as far as I know, if you translate karma, it just means action. Huh. So, you know, and I do believe because, um, for example, even like with fractal, everything is, is so synchronicities mm -hmm. if you look back in your life there's a billion synchronicities that if you would really break it down what is the likelihood of really happening the way it happened very small right. but still this shit happens like what the fuck just happened mm -hmm. how is this even possible and that shit happens all the time huh. so it's very weird you know like me myself i really try to understand uh, like you even say the purpose karma just understanding and also just fucking flying in this crazy world you know like joe rogan describes this planet is like a fucking uh 
organic spaceships that flies through the fucking space you know even if you look at that perspective what the fuck is going on you tell you know uh, i don't remember who said this but it's very true like real life is uh, more unbelievable than science fiction itself mm -hmm. you know even mm -hmm. that idea we are on a fucking flying rack in a fucking vacuum mm -hmm. that fucking spiral like uh, it moves around a fucking giant fireball that's a like million times bigger uh -huh. what why am i paying taxes yeah exactly why i'm not why i don't have 10 girlfriends at the same time <laughs> fuck we're on a why? rock why we're on a flying spaceship what's going on fuck why can i climb the tree naked <laughs> fuck why? why i'm a monkey for Shit. god's sake no but long story short though you know reality is pretty fucking crazy mm -hmm. you and know our consciousness has this ability to switch frames so i can think about mm -hmm. this planet being a spaceship or i can think about myself doing a podcast yeah or i can think about myself in all these different layers mm -hmm. and each frame gives you a certain emotional response mm. like if i think fuck i have to work tomorrow Mm -hmm. Like that frame is going to give me anxiety. It's going to give me bad emotions. Mm. If I think about, holy shit, you know, 13.4 billion year old universe mm -hmm. and I'm still here. I was able to make it because yes. every parent of my parent of my parent exactly. for 3 billion years survived. Mm. Like that gives you another uplifting jolt. I feel it's like true. I'm in love with this world and I'm so you. interested in learning more about it and seeing how these pictures connect with each other. And it's not like a, like I'm trying to collect a book of facts. Like everything that I learn changes me and my behavior, mm. my personality, and it's just it's endless. It is. It is. I, I really like your perspective. This is uh, really, um, and like you said, you have a choice. Uh, so that's another thing. Uh, for example, the spectrum butterfly effect, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for example, you make a small change in ten years. Uh, it, it, that might make you a millionaire or make you a sole loser right but uh, the idea is this so for example like you said we chose to like get together to podcast right mm -hmm. and at this time i can choose to like undress pick a knife run outside kill three people right no no but uh, yeah what i'm trying to say or I can go uh, take a shower right now, or I can take down my pants, take a shit on the spot, <laughs> you know? And uh, the point is this, all of those possibilities at this very moment are present mm -hmm. and are there. Uh -huh. And I'm the one that mm -hmm. chooses mm -hmm. how I'm gonna fucking fly with the time. That's real. Mm -hmm. I think we're the only ones, humans, I mean, that can do that. Mm -hmm. I can see possibility space and choose one direction. Yes. Like we're steering a car through possibility space. That, you know, uh, possibility space, please make that t-shirt. You know, please. <laughs> we are in possibility uh, space. Driving through possibility space. Yeah. Please write it down. Fuck. You want to write it down or, or you, you don't give a fuck? Oh, it's in my head. Driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, actually I like have. a very technical math term. Mm -hmm. like, Driving? Like physicists mm -hmm. always think about uh, possibilities mm -hmm. in some sort of space. Hmm. so that it's easier for us to understand you know i used to hate the the graphs in math in like fifth grade 
because mm-hmm. I'm like, what? This is so useless. X and Y, I don't care about this yes. bullshit. These letters, I thought math was numbers. What are mm-hmm. we doing here? But the more that I'm learning, it's like our ability to model things mm-hmm. graphically. Yes, was probably the one of the greatest psycho technologies that you mm-hmm. know we could have had in like the 1600s. Some guy was just bored as hell. His floor was covered in tiles his wall was covered in square tiles Mm -hmm. as well and there was a fly going across the room and he's like huh if i count how many squares Mm -hmm. in each direction i can give you a number that tells you exactly where that fly was Hmm. rene descartes in like the 1600s changed the history of science Hmm. because we can change information in this experience into a fucking paper with uh you know so th- uh, yeah, modeling, modeling our understanding. Do you think uh, mathematics is a language of universe? Uh, I think mathematics is a lie. Is it? it? It's Please a, it's explain. That's actually a very interesting <laughs> point. Please. Well, it's it's just symbols, with, and symbols are just you know signs. They're just mm-hmm. squiggles and dots, and they only make sense to us and. The only thing that makes math true mm-hmm. is the fact that we have hands that can change the world into something mm. that's useful for us. I see. But for instance, if I Einstein wrote the equation e equals mc squared, and that led almost to the end of the world. Why? Why? Please. Because of nuclear weapons came out of transforming matter into energy, which is the whole point of Einstein's equation. Mm-hmm. And so when we made the atomic bomb and two times in our history we almost pressed the nuke button that ended yes. the entire planet um, if that would have happened that would have been because of math that, yeah. so math could have been what led to the end of the world mm-hmm. so I think you know what makes it true or useful is what we do with our hands like, our own use of it yes. yeah there's a very very uh, hard stigma about mathematicians that they're like off in the nether worlds you mm-hmm. know exploring ideas in their head but math is only powerful if you bring it back. Mm. If, you, if you're on a psychedelic trip and you don't come back with any useful information, yes. what the fuck are you doing? You know, yeah. you, you're enjoying somewhere that nobody can see. It's yes. kind of selfish. And at the same time, it could be the literal destruction of the planet. Mm. So I think it's only how we use mathematics. I don't mm-hmm. see mathematics as like the objective truth of the world. I see. Um, I think there is no such thing. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, um, I don't know shit, but I heard that numbers uh, haven't been uh, invented, they've been discovered. Do you know anything about that? Sorry, once again, my phone. Anyway, excuse me. So, numbers uh-huh. haven't been invented, haven't, and they've been discovered. Do you know anything about that? Uh, yeah. Anything that might be true. So we have to, I think, differentiate mm-hmm. the fact that we're biological creatures that evolved, mm-hmm. and the fact that we're conscious creatures that can choose to think. Yes. Right. Because it could be that evolution, for one reason or another, it gave bats wings. For some reason or another, it gave us this ability to split the world up into pieces mm-hmm. and give a label to each piece and call that a number. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then yeah, we discovered this ability within us mm-hmm. to separate the fact that there's a world and there's individual pieces. I see. I don't think a lot of creatures can do that, especially oh, like yeah. put a label on it, because mm-hmm. that's what a number is, right? Yes. It's a label that you use to count at mm-hmm. first. But then we started getting more 
technical and more efficient and really more smart, to, mm -hmm. to, for lack of a better word, where we took these labels and we turned them into functions or processes. Mm -hmm. Like these, these labels had power now. I, see. I could take these apples and convert them into oranges, mm -hmm. hypothetically, with some mathematical formula. Mm -hmm. So we went from just using these things to count to using these things to model the world. Mm. And once we did that, uh, everything yeah. everything changed so in a sense we discovered it in a sense we created it mm -hmm. in another sense we're crazy for even using it because it yeah. could lead to the end of the planet but Tell me yeah, about that's it. neither here nor there uh jose if i can i i'm actually very interested uh, at your perspective how you see our future let's say between starting from 10 years from now to let's say up to 50 years from now how do you see technology uh, once again Assuming that our civilization will stay intact and we just keep on going. How do you see the future? I don't. <laughs> it's impossible. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I've gotten really into this idea called complexity theory. It's where the chaos theory, mm -hmm. where the butterfly effect came out of. One little change can make unpredictable changes into the future. Mm -hmm. And instead of trying to predict what's going to happen in the future, what we can do is prepare ourselves for as many possibilities as possible mm. in possibility space yes. we want to cover as much ground as we can basically mm -hmm. conquer the territory establish our flags all the possibility space is mine that's mm. what i'm trying to do i'm trying to gain as many skills as possible as i can so that if one industry music industry collapses tomorrow mm -hmm. which it could who knows yes i still have you know physics if physics mm -hmm. dies in its tracks which it might because we have no idea what we're doing at the moment then mm -hmm. I can move to piano, jazz playing. Mm -hmm. I can do neuroscience. I can do jujitsu, hopefully. I'm trying to prepare myself because mm -hmm. we never know what's going to happen. So I'd rather prepare myself now than make predictions of what's going to happen later I in the see. future. But how you see... I understand that's a very deep point, but you fucking... Uh, moving around the question. Did please? I show on your question? No, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fucking, uh, please, uh, you know, I'm going to go straight to the point. What do you think about cyborg apocalypse? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't mind AI at all. But do you think, uh, like, Terminator movie is our unavoidable future? Or do you no. think there is many possibilities? I think with AI, we're so far from... Right now, what we're doing with AI is specific tasks. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can make an AI that plays really good chess... You can do a robot that cleans your floor really nicely. You can't tell the robot that cleans your floor to play chess. We don't I know see. how to make them switch from one task to another. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be really, really hard that we I seem understand. to do really, really easy. So I don't know if we can get to that point, mm -hmm. but you know how we almost ended the world in the 80s and the 60s with nuclear weapons? Uh -huh. That was technology where somebody pressed a button and it almost led to the end of the world. Yeah. I see like a cyborg war force that destroys the planet uh -huh. as someone, a human, that had mm -hmm. to program that thing to do exactly mm -hmm. that. So it would have to be a really, really smart person. It has to be a really, really evil person. Uh -huh. You have to have access to something that nobody should have access to. Mm -hmm. And uh, so many things need to fit together to lead to that catastrophe. Yes. I think we might die of Ebola before that happens. I see. So, so you basically look at it, even if it would happen, it's uh, far away type of, and it's more what if. It's more good faith. Like I, like I have faith. I don't know what that like, mm -hmm. that does for us, yes. but yeah, 
I, I'm gonna live my life as if nobody's gonna end the world in 20 yeah. years oh you, you know like you were saying you mentioned the butterfly effect even the smallest thing can uh, make a like a domino effect and just the planet goes to shit or the other way who knows yeah. or we we start living in a utopian type of uh, <laughs> oh, life God. i think that's the worst idea ever is it you know my thing is obviously uh, there is this saying that i really love uh the light feels the brightest at the end of a long dark tunnel huh. so you need to go through darkness in order to enjoy the brightness yeah. the the light yeah so i believe uh, the same we need evil to enjoy good yeah we need like hate to enjoy compassion mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like all of those things yin yang type of mm -hmm. idea yeah. they are necessary in order you know in order to be happy you need to go through a lot of like bad times in order to appreciate the happy times yeah. you know uh, so you know just utopia alone you know everything's dandy and ev everybody's flying and everybody's hugging and everybody having you know threesomes right and left <laughs> what a boring know? place yeah yeah you, that's, you know although it might sound exciting after a week of that you'd be like fuck i'm bored you know i want to choke some fools out you know <laughs> like, shit, nobody's uh, choking each other out here like what the fuck's going on i wonder you know? what music they play in heaven I don't is it know. like elevator music <laughs> the whole don't. time <laughs> that's madness right is that why shit went down and people yeah. left yeah, but it's a bad know. party. Uh, you know, if I may, I believe heaven, hell, is here. Mm -hmm. so, so did Christ. He wrote that down. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, you know, and we all at birth we get those type of cards. You know, mm -hmm. let's say if you are born in this country, wealthy, like let's say middle class, whatever, you have been dealt with a really good cards. Mm. If you get born in the middle of Iraq, uh, in the middle of a war zone, and you know your dad died from a bomb strike, your mom doesn't have a leg, mm -hmm. guess fucking what? You just been born to hell. Mm -hmm. But it also, it, it doesn't mean your life n must completely be hell. Maybe you somehow can get out of that hell hole, or somehow I don't know. Huh. But I believe, you know, like the idea, heaven, hell, it's all here. Yeah. You know. And, or even know, in front of us, like in our lives, like mm -hmm. we could we could turn ourselves into the worst person we can imagine. Yes, that's hell. Like there's mm -hmm. no other way to word that. Remember when we were talking about fractals? Yes. Where every scale, every layer that you cut of the onion has its own complexity. Mm -hmm. You may see somebody in a terrible place like Iraq, but they're in the top one percent of the richest people in Iraq. Mm. Or maybe they're incredibly healthy, fortunately, they still have their family. Yeah. Or, you know, let's look at my situation. I came from a third world country that's going mm -hmm. through terrible things right now, but I'm in America. Yes. But I'm also struggling in terms of finances. Mm -hmm. But I'm training and doing the things that I love. Yes. But I'm also a little hurt and injured. Mm -hmm. But I get to study neuroscience. You know, like, like yes. life is fractal. And every layer I, that you cut it gives mm -hmm. you a new perspective. I understand and what you're saying. Our choice is what perspective do we want to act on mm. right now mm -hmm. um so yeah man there's a lot of problems in in american politics right now about framing the issue mm -hmm. as something black and white I we're see. oppressed that's what defines us mm -hmm. we need to get our revenge and mm. no let's cut the onion down you know what can you do yes. in your life right now to make yourself better 
and there's no other way around that I understand I, I you know I like what you said because basically I if I understood if I understood correctly doesn't matter what's going on around you we all go through adversity right mm -hmm. and like you said you need to manage either you choose let's say your adversity gets so overwhelming somebody's uh, adversity gets so overwhelming you choose to give up but then if you really think about it isn't more uh, productive and useful and you know just a good thing in general just to keep on fighting you know that's the question yeah yeah is it i you know at least in my perspective i found uh, you know i'm very much aware that uh, life is finite you know we have certain given amount of time you know uh, i'm not the one to know what is the time i have been given but i know i have finite amount of time Mm -hmm. And I have a choice between like putting myself down and feeling bad and not enjoying it mm -hmm. or, you know, obviously I'm not living the life to the fullest because if you look at life as reality, it's very difficult to live life to the fullest. Even if you got money, even if you got friends, even if you got fame, still you will find some sort of adversity. Mm -hmm. But the point is this, either, you know, you know, once again, uh, I gotta emphasize because I'm lucky to be in this place, in this country, in this type of en environment, so I can actually strive for happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, there are places where it's extremely difficult to strive for mm -hmm. happiness. But that's the thing if you have a choice and if you are capable of doing it, to me, the only answer is to keep on fighting, keep on keeping it on, keep on keeping on, keep on tracking, you know what else whatever you can apply to that idea you know it's uh, we, you know adversity is a normal part of life like uh, being depressed why depression is a fucking disease like I can understand and many people can give me a million beautiful points to it but at the same time you know feeling down is a natural you know cycle of just being a human you mm -hmm. know uh, happiness again yeah. happiness is an unsustainable condition there is no such a fucking Big thing. Facts, yeah. yeah, you know, there's no such a thing as you, you're going to live a fairy tale life. You know, like some women believe, oh, they're going to find the, uh, uh, the Prince Charming and everything's going to be dandy and there's not going to be even one issue. Mm -hmm. Come on, what the fuck are we talking about? You know, it, it, yeah, like seriously, if you just break down real life, real life, you know, the things are random. You know, even if you have everything going on for you, everything's amazing. You have two kids, blah, blah, blah. I always use this example and I'm going to use it again. You step a fucking foot in the woods and a mama bear decides to eat your fucking face for, you know, to protect the cubs. Right. Doesn't matter what the fuck is going on. Doesn't matter what's going Like, <laughs> doesn't matter you have, you need to call your mom tomorrow. Uh -huh. Your face has been eaten <laughs> and you went down with the history as a person that's been eaten uh, by a bear. That's you know, real. That's yes. as real as it gets, man. And you know, that's the biggest point. It's like, that's why, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a week left, a year left, 10 years, 20, uh, you might lose legs or whatever. Try to enjoy it as much as you can, you know, hmm. because tomorrow it's not guaranteed. Hmm. Nice man. What there's, do you think? There's people that think that uh, they're reincarnated 
and they're constantly reincarnated again and again and again into the same life that they've lived. Mm-hmm. Imagine being the dude eaten by a bear. And uh, uh, doing Every it over and over? Every time. Would you get used to it and learn how to enjoy it at no, some point? No, and no. be like, oh, oh, this is, uh, no, yeah, I gotta get no. eaten at 5 o'clock. Here we go. Oh, fuck that. You know, I'm scared of drowning, being killed by a knife. And I believe in previous life I drowned and been murdered by a knife. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about that? Do you have dreams? Not really, but uh, you know, uh, many different deaths do not scare me as much as those two. Wow. Well, <laughs> drowning is. You ever played Mario sixty four? No, I. You know, I actually I played only the original Mario. Okay, well, this might relate, but not as much. Uh-huh. Mario 64 is the 3D version. Mm-hmm. So you can move in all directions okay. of space. I'm aware, I'm and, aware. And there's a water level. Mm-hmm. And there are electric eels and fish in the water level. Then it looks like you're in the ocean. And Mario drowns if you don't go up to get some oxygen. Uh-huh. And I would fucking hate that level, uh-huh. man. It would <laughs> freak me out. It's so scary. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was drowning in that bitch. Claustrophobic. <laughs> Mario's slowly dying air bubbles mm-hmm. coming out of his mouth he literally chokes to death if he dies mm-hmm. in front of you that's I think, scary yeah that's that's the phobia I have of the deep sea I don't think I'll ever go snorkeling fucking <laughs> deep sea diving cave diving fuck that my man I, I hear you Jose you know but that's the thing another thing if I may uh, so one thing that perplexes me with idea of just regular people me included doesn't matter who we're talking about we live our lives like we will never die. Huh. You, you know, that's pretty much most of us. Me too. You know, yeah. like I don't really wake up today and I think about mm, maybe in five years I might be dead. You know, mm-hmm. I just live like I'm going to live till at least 60, 70 minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird because at the same time, yeah, in theory, we all should be should live to 60 and up. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you know, there is a very high chances you, you know, the fucking bear eats your face off, you know. <laughs> Actually, maybe that's not a he- very maybe that's high a low chance, chance, you know. Yeah. But, the, the, you know. But you can get eaten by a bear, you can fall yes. off a bridge, you can, so many things could happen. You can get a bad case of flu and mm-hmm. just fucking die, mm-hmm. you know. We're talking about bears. You can just get a bad flu mm-hmm. and you're dead. Thank you very much. So, no, <laughs> Current call. Yeah, pretty much. You know, put that guy to the ground. You know, it's his time. No, but you know, I might sound cruel and maybe like extreme with saying that, but at the end of the day, it really is reality that you know. Uh, for example, constantly we have people dying around us. Constantly, obviously, it's not millions, billions. It's not like tsunami. It's not earthquakes. But constantly people are dying right mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of us we don't even think twice about it mm-hmm. but guess what it could be you mm-hmm. could be me very could be your mom very wise philosophers think often of death mm-hmm. and just not other people's death our own because that's the one thing in this life like our birth that we have to go through ourselves mm-hmm. and if we don't understand that our life is wrapped at the end with a bow we're not going to care about how to shape the package Hmm. so you're not going to care about how you're living your life unless you realize that it's a story that's playing out and it's done like there's a period at the end of it already written you're just filling in the spaces Hmm. and uh that's i think it's the origin of our anxiety to 
do things. Mm. Like the reason we watch Netflix is because we don't want to think about the fact we're going to die. The reason mm. we want to spend time with other friends because we want to think about that. Mm. And it's tough. Like I think it's the main motivator for all the beautiful cathedrals, mm. for all the wonderful, awesome things we do. Mm-hmm. Partly boredom, partly we're scared shitless of dying. I agree. I, and thank you for sharing this because that's extremely deep. And I can tell you in my case, everything I have done with me, with me as a human, with even podcasts, even, you know, even talking to you, you know, in having this in, interaction, it, it all really aligns to guess what? Sooner or later, I'm going to be dead. Either I get shit going or I'm going to wait till I die, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, there is this saying, I'm not sure if it's in English the same, but if you wait, you will die <laughs> before you, you, you know, if you just <laughs> sit there and wait, you know, if you just sit there and wait for things to happen, uh-huh. before things happen, you will die, you know, you will die first, you yeah. know. Do you know so, time slows down when you move fast? Uh, when you move fast? Mm-hmm. So it's a light beam, time travel. light beams do not experience time. Time hmm. is still. They're everywhere in the world at once. Mm-hmm. But if you're stationary, your clock is ticking. I see. So if you were to take a spaceship and I stayed here and you went out to the end, I don't know, Pluto or the mm-hmm. end of the galaxy at the speed of light and came back, I'm going to be an old ass man yeah. and you're going to be me how exactly how you are today. Oh, really? If you want to stay young forever, bro, just keep moving. I'll, you know, if I would came up out of the spaceship, I'd be like, Ooh, Jose, you bad, you old motherfucker. I'd be a black belt, no. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm about to go fuck some chicks right now. Use my heart on the right way. No, I'm joking. I'm joking, obviously. No, but I understand the point you are making. Yeah, you, you know, just the idea of time alone is very... Uh, to me, I have tried to understand time, and my conclusion is this. If you look in in a huge scale, huge, huge scale, probably time is not even like, it's not even necessary, right? Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And the time is defined by our own mortality, correct? I like that. I like that a lot. I think, you know, for example, history, all this stuff, it's a real thing. It's, Mm -hmm. It's written down and, you know, it makes sense and, you know, it has like calendars, uh, time of the day, 24 hour uh, idea of a day, you know, Mm -hmm. all of this makes sense and all of this uh, has some sort of purpose. Mm -hmm. You can write it down with history, track it down, you know, uh, maybe even assume future, you know, whatever it's going to be two years from now, whatever. But the thing is, it's all defined by our own, uh, you know, our own limitation that you know we are not timeless you know if Mm. we would be timeless maybe we would even would never even pay attention or maybe you know time that's the weird thing about time because it's real and it's not at the same time Hmm. you know yeah you know like you play on words yeah but it is true because we use it as a true like uh, we use it as some sort of structure of understanding Hmm. Uh, meaning you know just uh, you know like you were saying uh, driving through possibility space Mm -hmm. you know uh, that uh, also includes time yeah oh yeah for sure Mm -hmm. so we use that uh, time as a some sort of tool and understanding Mm -hmm. but at the same uh, you know if you look at the other side of the coin and you just consider 
that uh, you know like eternity idea of eternity you know if you really start breaking down eternity uh, and look at it as a wave or something like that you know it has no beginning it has no end so the middle point is the same thing as beginning as an end mm -hmm. and the end is the same as beginning mm -hmm. and the beginning is the same as end and mm -hmm. is the same as the middle point mm -hmm. you know maybe what i'm saying to some of you doesn't make sense but you know if you just consider it's never ended it never really started and it will never really end mm -hmm. then it's like what are we talking about yeah the whole thing is just one Mm -hmm. And the one is what you mm -hmm. know. It's, it's like a noise that we make with our mouths, hmm. and yeah. when we don't really know what we're talking about. That's why I think mathematics is a lie because hmm. things can make sense verbally, even symbolically, in terms of equations. But when you break it down, what is the use of the thing that you're making? To yeah. say that, for instance, uh, there's a big trend to think that God is the universe itself, and that the universe is God. I'm reading a book written in like the 1500s by mm -hmm. this guy named Spinoza and it was the biggest idea of the time that substance is God and God is substance hmm. but when I asked what do we do with that like okay you're not saying anything you're substituting yeah. one mysterious word for another and mm -hmm. then putting your hands up and what's really interesting is how hard he put his hands up hmm. it changed the entire history of science after that mm -hmm. so I like always bringing back abstract ideas to what does it mean for my behavior you know, mm. how do I act in the world in terms mm -hmm. of this thing? So with things like time, I, I view space and time like the glasses with which I view reality. Mm -hmm. And it's not my idea. This is Immanuel Kant in like the 1700s. Like mm -hmm. you can't take your glasses off and still see the world if you're blind. Mm. You can't see the world outside of space and time mm. in some sense. Einstein yes. came up and said, Time is space, space is time, so it's all just space, but there's four directions that we can oh. go in. And then quantum mechanics started get looking at the fractals of it, mm -hmm. and when you keep breaking it down, there's more interesting things. You get even smaller in space and smaller mm -hmm. in time, infinitely interesting. Smaller, infinitely interesting. Yes. But in the world that we live in, things are finite. This mouse doesn't mm -hmm. have infinite energy. Yeah. Like, I could touch it. it, it's here, it has a finite weight. Mm -hmm. How is it? that time and space take these infinities and spit out this thing that's normal to me yeah. here and you know in this scale mm -hmm. of reality How so we, mm -hmm. fucking mystery we don't know we have no it idea is. It, i very like what you just said it is a fucking mystery it's, a, it's very confusing you know and i truly appreciate your perspective on that because um there's so many people that try to tell you or find the answer or give you an answer and you know even if you're like a genius on another level and even if you might be approaching the like building blocks of universe you still are as confused as most of us out there mm -hmm. you know well, yeah. one of the biggest things i've learned recently is that when i l want knowledge i don't want the words in the facts that i'm learning you know i want to i want to literally change the way i see the world and that's something that you can't communicate in a sentence. Mm -hmm. It's something that you can only exp in jujitsu. I, I can talk about jujitsu forever. Yes. But until you step on the mat, if you don't know, you don't know. A hundred percent. It's the same thing with all of the things I, I find myself to be really interested mm. in. It's like it's not in the facts. It's not in the facts. It's in how do these facts connect to you and how you view and experience yes. the world. So basically, life experience through your own prismat of understanding fuck yes conformity aristotle <laughs> fuck yeah fuck you know jose 
I really like talking to you. Uh, I guess we're gonna end this, but I hope you can come back. You That'd know, be fun. please, you know, if you wanna come back, if you enjoy this, I would love to have you back as a guest. Uh, this is a beautiful uh, conversation. I truly appreciate it. You know, no uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I appreciate your bagel once again. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Me has bagels. Jose, that alone that you appreciate my bagel, you know, I will make you another one. But but once again, the conversation we had, I truly appreciate it because now, you know, it's not uh, everyday type of deal that you can talk about those sort of subjects, and you know. Uh, I cannot lie. Certain deeper uh, uh, perspectives you have is uh, I don't get it completely, but you know, Me neither, I'm, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to follow, you know. Yeah. And you know what's good? Uh, we can have a conversation, you know, uh, that you know uh, you can speak your mind, I can speak my mind, and we can kind of find like a center, like a middle ground. And I really like that, you know, because it's difficult sometimes to find, a, you know, sometimes even on like smallest trivial problems, you you know, you want uh, five chips instead of four, you know, it's impossible to find like a middle ground, you know. Mm -hmm. And we talked, I believe, about pretty deep stuff, you know, meaningful in my opinion. And, you know, we can actually have a conversation, you know, nice. it's, it's oh, yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And... Jose, uh, can you please uh, plug yourself in? Uh, you have uh, Instagram, uh, your music, your YouTube channel. Can you please give us uh, your Instagram or YouTube channel? Yeah, you can find me at JLH on YouTube for my music videos and JLH Music for the Instagram. And I uh, appreciate your time. Yeah, it was always fun. Probably going to get here. some training soon. Same here, Jose. Uh, once again, uh, sorry to blow so much smoke up your ass, but truly, truly, I appreciate people like you. You know, <laughs> truly, you know, uh, you know, it, it's it's because it's difficult. Uh, believe it or not, it's difficult to have a conversation, uh, especially that's like meaningful and long lasting. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you can have a conversation for twenty minutes about uh, you know bad sex. You know, but that is pretty easy to acquire, you know, but to talk about fractals, you know, uh, uh, meaning of understanding and just meaning of time, you know, most people will turn off after, you know, after the bad sex conversations over, you know, <laughs> Big facts, man. Yeah. but anyway, oh, yeah. um, so um, mm -hmm. don't define your gods, don't get into street fights, don't pull guard and uh, love your life love your life thank you jose and if i may i I'm, i just want to plug my website uh, my website is michaelward.net you spell michael m-i-c-h-a-l world like a planet dot net all right thank you guys thank you jose and i hope you can enjoy this podcast peace bye